they're really looking like like a bunch of scrubbers. Like they don't belong in the league at the moment. Daniel Farker is fucked. Oh. <laughs> Hello and welcome to FPL Mavericks, your one-stop shop for everything FPL. Let us bring out your inner Maverick and we'll find you those FPL gems. Join us each week for the highs, the lows of FPL points, hauls and flops. My name is Luke. This is my co-host, my main man, Benny. How are you today, mate? Morning, big man. Very excited to be here as always. Out of the wilderness of the international break and looking forward into some fantasy maverickness. A little bit of extra salt and pepper. That, that international break seemed to that that just lingered on longer than like the last COVID lockdown we had. It went for ages. Fuck! It actually felt like a decade. Yeah, there was so many internationals on. Uh, did you watch any? I think I watched one game. I watched one of the Italian games, the Italy versus Spain. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the uh, UEFA Nations League, actually. They, they were top. Did you watch the final? Yeah, that was epic. Yeah. yeah. It was a good game. I only watched some of the highlights. France were were just classic France, just doing what they want, letting Spain yeah. go in front. Um, Benzema goal, was it? Yeah. Did he score a goal? That was magic. Oh, that, that guy's got to be in. I mean, I don't know if the Ballon d'Or has been announced, but he's he's up there. It was an amazing mm. goal. And Mbappe, like, just a quick note. I don't get this kid. Like, he can do everything. Mm. Like, he can do stepovers. He can do, like, f- um, finite skills. He's got the speed of a sprinter. But the bloke is just so erratic at the moment. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. He doesn't look happy. And when you're not in that good frame of mind, you, you don't play your best football. He needs a new situation. That's my opinion. Mm. I mean, he still scores, get, but it was, yeah, I agree. Just get him to Newcastle in the transfer window in January. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be flying. <laughs> uh, Newcastle. Isn't that the most messed up scenario? <laughs> I mean, we love to see it, but we'll touch on Newcastle a bit, but yeah. yeah. Crazy. Going back on to uh, the situation at hand in, in the FPL Mavericks League. So obviously, thanks for all the, the listeners carrying on to listen to us. Top of the, the Twitter league is Peter Steinfort. Five. Uh, he held top spot. He, he's up there. He's got a big point score. I had a look at his team because I'm, tr- I'm chasing. I want to get in and challenge him. 518 points. We got Vaz still doing well, but he's got a bit of a yeah. gap down at four nine one, and then it's pretty much anyone's game all the way down to you and Charlie Townsend, Luke at four seventy. Did I get past Charlie this week? Nah, he's oh, oh you did. You, no, you did. You did him. Okay, you did him. I wanted to catch him because I I should be above him. He's uh he's he's still rookie in the in the fantasy world. He is, but I, so I feel it was like... killing me. Him, he had such a red hot start. Well, I'm going to have a word with him so that he tries to catch you up. Get him to fire up. There's some, yeah. That, uh, we'll we'll slowly get up there. How was your week this week? Mine was very average, but I do want to take a little shout out here to say that I'm finally above point break. I've been 
<laughs> he's been struggling for a few weeks. Uh, if you're a point break, he's, he's had some really rough uh, injury runs. He's conservative with his transfers, but what's held him back is there's been a lot of wild cards played, including myself. I played my wild card this week to get get through, get rid of those flags in my teams, but they've all come back again over the international break. <laughs> um, but but he's he's well, I spoke to him because he was trying to work through some things in his squad and try and see how he can hang out there because he wants to hold his wild card until until those fixture swing swings around game week 12, 13, 14. You know, there's some really big changes around the um, fixture swings for the likes of, you know, Man- Manchester United. They, they go on a, a red-hot run, as do Tottenham. So I think he's reserving his wild card for that. And plus, his team's not that bad. It just hasn't been performing. There's been... All of these um, hot players that people are jumping on that are doing well. But the, the, the Everton lads keep going well. The cheapies there. Um, um, if you got on Smith-Rowe and Saka, they've both done well as well. And a couple of honourable mentions in uh, one of the... Uh, two, well, actually, two of my um, fantasy football nemesis of years gone by in England. Danny Alassafar's one point ahead of me, you bastard. And then all the way down, all the way down the bottom, we've got Matty Leafley on four three four. He'll hate that I'm saying that. And then there's Magic Man, the Magic Man. What's happened to the Magic Man? He's fallen off a cliff. He was flying early. We thought he was a threat early doors, didn't we, Luke? Yeah, because he's he picked the right squad for the first couple of weeks, and then he's just I don't know. Who knows what's happened? And then there's there's the uh, the dickhead that oh. is Mooney Rooney down at Ross McClelland's. Four two eight. He is lagging behind. <laughs> how, hey, how far off is how far off is his score from you? Yeah, are you guys close? No, nah, not even close. I'm a good. Uh, no, nah, I'm joking. I'm only twenty one points ahead. Okay, so the battle's still on. That's like a huge thing between you and him. Yeah. Anyway, let's have a quick look at the uh, Mav reviews from last week. I finally uh, had a really good week, and it's brought me back up to close to your your total score for Mavs. So I hit on Watkins and Jimenez. So that that um, brought me in 16 points because Watkins, Watkins snuck in there. Um, and But Jimenez with his two assists, that really helped me with his double-digit haul. Um, you had Emil Smith-Rowe and Matthijs Klich, Klich. And um, they had three points and two points respectively. So didn't can quite... I just, quite, I just didn't put in there. Yeah, mate. I cannot believe how Mateus Click didn't score or assist. Like the bloke was everywhere. Like him and Rafinha were like two wombats on pingers, mate. Like I just don't <laughs> get how none of them, neither of them, really returned. Like it's crazy. That's Leeds. <laughs> oh, that's um, that's Leeds. And and mate, I know why you've got so much invested in this because. Did you bring both those lads into your team for that fixture? Correct. Yeah, because you had no leads. And then now I saw you had both the leads boys in there and you're supporting them. So you picked that week to jump on. <laughs> Neither of them did the damage for you. There's three three greens there, three green fixtures. So yeah, yeah. still happy with it. Um, Rafinha, not sure if he'll be back from his, because um, he's starting for Brazil. Uh, so it looks like 
there's 36 hours in between him starting versus when the Leeds next Leeds game is. So there's quite a few doubts on whether or not he'll line up. I saw the quotes from Bielsa this morning overnight after his press conference saying that they'll review how many minutes he plays, um, what the recovery is like. Um, so it's basically saying, in my mind, if he plays more than 60 minutes in that game, I don't think he'll feature. But if he, you know, maybe if they just um, start him and he, and he only plays a cameo there, maybe if he only plays a half and comes off, then he's a chance of featuring on the weekend. Either way, I think he'll, he'll be on the bench. I don't think he'll be starting. No, and I think to yeah, be fair... To be fair, like I've just been keeping an eye on him from a Leeds perspective more than a fantasy's perspective. He's got two assists in the friendly game they played. Apparently, he's been their only bright spark. Like he's a hundred percent going to start. Like it's absolutely amazing for Leeds because he's just boosted his profile massively. He's proven mm-hmm. that he can do it on a, a national stage. And to be honest, even it, like most most football games. They change around 60 minutes anyway. So even if we played that Dan James and Harrison for the first 60 minutes and then if we needed him, bring him on. Yeah. That's fine. He only needs half an hour to, to cause trouble. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure whether or not I'll be risking starting him or, bring, or just leaving him on the bench. Who's your alternative? Well, I've got Livermento to come on for him. Yeah, same. So that's okay. Yeah. Um, and it looks like Bamford's still out. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just not sure where the Leeds' goals will come from, but they have been playing click, better football. Click, click, click's going to score. Good luck, mate. Click, click, boom. Have you got a – do you want to introduce us to your first map of the week? Yeah, guys. So um, for any new listeners, we probably missed this. So um, a Maverick, what we like to call around here, is a fantasy differential, um, which is going to pump you up your um, fantasy leagues. Um, it's got to be under 10% selected. Um, so they're the, the, the fantasy gems that we like to try and find for, for us and, and for our listeners. Uh, and for this week, it's a bit of a cheat this week but I think I've already mentioned before it's, it's hard to keep going with the different players but I'm going with the king the king of the the king of all football in my opinion like absolute Rolls Royce of a footballer in Kevin De Bruyne 2.2% owned wow obviously he's been injured hence why um, he's only 22 um, and I'm not going to say too much about him. It's whether or not, like, I think with the Man City's run, you've got to look at him now. Like, he's gonna, he's on corners, he's on free kicks. He can do it with the outside of his boot. He can do long raking assists for forwards. He can score from outside the box. Like, I really want to bring him in. I just didn't have the money. And I did, think did you watch the Liverpool Man City game? I did. What a game as well, by the way. That was mental. Yeah, that was an awesome game. But I, I thought he was a little bit off the pace. Like he just doesn't have his complete sharpness there. But the thing that did stand out is he was still there to get the chances. So mm. I think he's still making his way back to full fitness. 
Mm. Uh, this international break, maybe it did him some good because it gives him a couple of weeks to... Do you know if he went away for Belgium? Yeah, he did, but he only played in the first game, so he rested. Okay. Him, him, Lukaku, and I think a lot of the other big Belgians yeah, that's right. rested. So. Yeah, yeah, for that second one. You're right, you're right. Um, Lukaku's got a flag, but he'll be fine. That yeah. muscle fatigue is a crop of shit. <laughs> that's just a, an international injury, if ever I've seen one. Never. Haven't come across that one before. But either way, KDB, I definitely noticed he got into positions because he had a, a couple of decent chances in that match um but he he just he he was definitely um still making his way back from from that last ankle injury he had I still think he needs a little bit of sharpness but two weeks um over this international break he's done some training um obviously he'll do the right recovery so I think now's the time that if you did jump on someone like him you could do really well there's, yeah, you and said it. It's it's whether or not you can get him in your team or not because that's it changes the like. Have you have you still got a a premium forward either Ronaldo, Lukaku, Salah, and you're saying you couldn't fit KDB in? I could. I could. I just didn't want to start. I I really wanted to get a Man City defender in. So I, if I went for a Man City defender, yeah. I couldn't get. KDB. The only way you can do it is if you go really cheap at the back and then that gets risky because there's Chelsea, um, you know, most people have Trent, you've got Robbo, I know, so you're saving a little bit there, but then Man City defenders. So if you've got that big at the back, there's no chance you can have KDB alongside Salah and still have a Ronaldo or Lukaku or a Vardy up top, right? Yeah, 100%. Um, and, and briefly going back to, to Kevin, mate, um, just some stats. He obviously scored against Liverpool and was deflected, but that's the kind of thing you're going to get with, with Kevin De Bruyne. Oh, I actually forgot about his goal. Yeah, it was a good goal. He, yeah. he still struck yeah. it really well. And and I think the thing with Pep Roulette and what, what, what can happen with him is that Kevin De Bruyne can easily play the, the number nine and he could go off. Like he could score two and he still does what he wants. So, you know, for that reason, he could be a really good Maverick pick. Like, if you're struggling to capture to catch people in your um, mini leagues this week... He's, he's an ultimate differential, mate, for yeah. sure. And I'd captain him if you bring him in because everyone's going to go to Salah this week. Yeah. How, uh, how can you not, though? Like, after the form that guy's in and they've got Watford, how could you, how could you not captain Salah? That's my argument. Well, this is the thing, mate. Like, you just got to put your balls on the line. Like, honestly, all it takes is Salah to do nothing and Kevin De Bruyne or whoever else you captain to score or assist and you've jumped up thousands of places. So that's just how it goes. But, yeah, his metrics are good. His, his minute per game is 206. He's had one goal. Um, so he hasn't played the most amount of minutes, but his shot per 90 is up at five. His key passes per 90 are up at three. Um, his XG per game is only put 0.2, but you know if he's playing in that nine in the forward line, that's got to be higher. And his mm-hmm. XA is is nine is 0.3, which I think is fairly high, but it should be higher than that. So well, if he's yeah. if he's fit, mate, Pep will start him. Um, he was playing Champions League, and and he's important for them in the league. So he's the right right. Well, he's a good. He's the best best Man City asset, but it's whether or not you can 
get him in your team without the by still having um, other a premium forward Salah in there. You know, you'd have to sacrifice at the back, and then that's a that's down to each individual how their strategy is playing out. So I definitely can't fit him in. It's hard enough to get to someone like a Son in the in the midfield there. Yeah, mate. Um, going off tangent a little bit, are you are you more of an advocate for this big at the back, or are you more of a just play whatever the fuck you want and fits? I never have been. I've always gone cheap at the back and put all the money up top, but you don't have as many premiums going off. So you don't have um, uh, Lampard, Ronaldo and Gerrard in the midfield to use all your money on these days. So you've still got like these cheap guys like Rafinha. I've, I've got Rafinha, Saka and Bormo in my midfield now. So alongside Salah. So they're, they're, they're going to keep ticking along with points, assists, goals. Like they're both, all those players will keep delivering points. So, where else am I going to spend my money? Like the, those those cheap guys and anyone on the Everton midfielders, they're all cheap. Gallagher, um, you don't have to have all the premium options in there. So those guys, while they're scoring points, I'm taking those points on offer. And yeah, I've definitely uh, adjusted my strategy to move on to some premium assets. So on my wild card, I've I've enabled my set myself up with with. Chelsea, Man City, and Trent at the back, and you've got like the perfect cheap guys to um, to sit on the bench because Livermento has been been a gold mine. Um, I've, he's come on for me twice as an auto sub, sub, and I think he's got me an assist and a clean sheet as well. So yeah, it's been amazing. He's saved our bollocks, honey. He's a hero. Yeah, yeah, he is. And and anyone who's been on Duffy since the start. Like kudos to you because that guy looks like he's still got a spot in that team, mm. um, and and he's a threat. And they've got fucking Norwich this weekend. He could go off. Oh, poor Norwich. They yeah, are, they are in tatters, aren't they? They're really looking like like a bunch of scrubbers. Like they don't belong in the league at the moment. Daniel Farker is fucked. Oh, <laughs> he's. I feel sorry for him because they got ripped apart. Like. Losing Buendia was was huge for them, and they're just they're that perfect championship team that just doesn't have a chance in the Premier League. But this is the thing, mate. Like all jokes aside, like I like the fact that he still tries to play football. But yeah, they're I agree. Obviously, getting for the fans. Yeah, but they're just getting torn apart. So when is mm. a football fan do you go right? I've had enough of this stylistic football. We'll lose four 0 every week. How about we yeah. actually try and stay up, and then once we get some better players, play a, a way of football that suits. I'm I'm amazed at how Brentford has adapted their game and style to meet the demands of the Premier League. It's it's incredible. Like defensively, they've I didn't think they were well. They they showed they leaked a lot of goals in the Championship. They just had a thirty goal striker in in um, Tony up top to. To, to win games um, by outscoring opponents, but their, their defences looked really good and apparently the, the stats is, are backing that up as well. So mm. I'm looking to, to, to downgrade one of my Chelsea defenders for a, um, a Brentford defender to, to get some cash in the next couple of weeks. I can't, believe, looks I, so good. I can't believe I bottled it and got rid of Richard Henry after one week. Yeah. 
He's he's a great player, mate. I'm I'm looking to bring. He's the one I'm bringing back in. I think he's going slightly under the radar because he hasn't delivered any points yet. Um, what's the other guy's name? Is it Pinnock? Yeah, he seems to be getting up there, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He well, he's he's he scored again. Uh, yeah, he scored. Yeah, he got one against Liverpool. Hmm. He came on and and got one. Got one late. Um, and he's and he's already got an assist in that first game they had against Arsenal as well. So he's got all the points. Uh, but Henry is the one who I think I've got my eye on because he's cheaper now. He's four point five, uh, and he's he's putting in more more crosses. So he's kind of under the radar. He's he's got the looking good, but he hasn't delivered yet. Yeah, your Mav, mate. My Mav. Okay, I'm going with one of our old favourite. Who um, old favourite strikers who keeps delivering every season? Callum Wilson. So he's now gone down to seven point three percent ownership. He's back to he's been back in training. He's back to fitness. He, he's he's a guaranteed starter for him. He's on penalties. They've got uh, a, a home fixture against Tottenham. So Tottenham have not been the most resolute defence this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, despite their first three clean sheets of the year, yeah, uh, to kick things off, they they haven't looked they've looked suspect. They haven't got a um, they haven't got things together. So Wilson, St. Maximum's on fire. He's he's literally one of the best players in the league at the moment. He's untouchable. So with with that kind of form, they um, all the shit that's gone on with Newcastle, the change in ownership. Um, uh, they've they've got two good fixtures with with Tottenham and Crystal Palace, so I think Callum Wilson would be an awesome two week punt to to jump on because Newcastle they're 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 good for goals and mate. One thing I will add is that Sir Maximum's been creating all these chances, but they haven't had anyone to put them away. So yeah, I think right. with Wilson there, he's 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 perfect. He's, he'll he'll bag a goal or two in the next two fixtures for sure. And it's. And you know, like that, I really like that because if he's got, if you've got seven point three, is it seven point three? Seven point three. If you've got seven point three left, and you're struggling for a striker, like there's no better player at that. He's he's not even one percent owned anymore. Uh, I suppose there's the more pay differential. Hmm? There's more. There's more pay in Huang that are down there at cheap, cheap money. They're but... cheaper. Yeah, you've also got Armstrong and Tony who are pretty popular as well, but. Um, at that seven million mark, a lot of people are jumping off Antonio, and I, I wouldn't be doing that if I was them. Um, it's it's like you can a lot of people are going on Jimenez, but if you haven't gone on Jimenez, but you need to make that trade up top now, have a go at Wilson for these two fixtures because Newcastle they're they're scoring more goals than Wolves, and um, Wilson he's the he's under one percent owned. He's the perfect differential for these two fixtures. Yeah, I like I like that, and I think every like you say, everyone's going to go for the the Huang because he's so cheap. What do you, what do you think that um, the the Newcastle? What what will Newcastle's response be like? I'm talking about the players. How do, how will they react? Will they will they put in the games of their lives now? Like will they? I think I think to... so. I think there's two ways that that it, that, that it pans out. Basically, they want rid of Bruce. So they just literally go, fuck this. I'm on holiday for a bit and don't really give it. Or they go, fuck, Bruce hasn't gone yet. 
I want to keep my spot. I want to keep my contract. My contract goes in the summer or in two years' time. Like, fuck, I'm going to have to start playing. And you see the absolute different reaction of, of Newcastle coming out and playing really well. But they're still so shit at the back. I'm, I'm interested to see what the, what the fans will do. It's, uh, uh, did you listen to Sujan James this week? Yeah. Oh, I they, they reckon there's going to be a whole lot of fans with like towels on their head, like dressed as Saudis <laughs> and stuff in the in the stands. Well, yeah, Tottenham could struggle, but then again, how how do you feel about atmospheres as a player? Like, I've only ever played in front of like three or four thousand people, and like even that, if you've got a crowd shouting at you, it's pressure. Yeah, no, no, it's pressure. But, but I always thought, even because like the opposition fans, it it lift my game. So yeah, hundred percent intensity. Because as long as you're confident in your ability, if you can lift to that intensity, it's kind of like the fans spur you spur you on. Because if there's no one, if there's nothing there, if there's no motivation there, it's more chance that you'll just uh, like near enough's good enough. But if you've got someone there firing you up, you'll you'll give it everything. And do you think, how do you think the old, going back to the start of the season, we said that the home fans would have a real effect on our fantasy assets and, and the players we play with. Do you think the players are used to that now? Do I think, think they've right? definitely adjusted and the results are showing us that because the home home teams are outperforming away teams in, in this season compared to the, the, the COVID season. No doubt, no doubt there's an impact. So will it start to equal equal out now where the better teams just start to win, win away from home again because they're used to it, basically, is what I want to know. It's hard to, it's hard to call. I, I still think there'll be some unique results, like take the, the Brentford-Liverpool 3-all game. Like no one predicted that. So, yeah, it, it's, it's still... It's still settling itself down, but I mean, you know, Chelsea and Man City, if they're at home, or <laughs> Man City anywhere, will bank a clean sheet, or they're likely to. So, yeah, mm-hmm. there's still still ways to go there. Fair play. But generally, I'm I'm still looking at home teams for sure. Me too. Mav number two, Benny. Yeah, so I'm going with my boys again, which always ends up in a lot of pain for me. But anyway, uh, I'm going for Leeds's current left back in Junior Firpo. He he's one that really struggled when he first joined the Premier League. You could see he was like, you know, a cat in a washing machine. He didn't really know what hit him. He'd been used to playing in Barcelona's um, youth system and in La Liga, where it's a bit slower build up. It's nice and pretty. It's really technical. The passes are an inch perfect each time. And he came to Le- came to Leeds in front of the home fans that are all fat blokes shouting with the tops off in freezing cold weather. <laughs> they just had absolutely no idea what hit him. The Premier League yep. forwards are so quick and they're pressing every touch that he's got. And, and, he, and he didn't look great. Mm. You could tell he had skill. Like Barcelona don't produce players that can't play. I know they're in a bit of strife at the moment, but um, they definitely produce some good players still. Look at Pedri and, and Gavi um, recently in the internationals. 
But he's one now that I think he's got to the level of the Premier League. He looked quite solid um, for Leeds. I didn't think he... Because he's big and physical. He's actually way better defensively than anyone gives him credit for. He's kind of built like a centre-back. He's just a bit more um, lean. Um, And he's going to start getting forward. And with the run that Leeds have got, I feel like he's going to be the guy that's going to get get down to the bylines and, and, and cross cross in for, for Leeds, to be honest. Um, if you look at Leeds' fixtures, so we have Southampton away, which I think we could win, to be quite honest. Um, Wolves at home, who Leeds at home, I think, can beat anyone. And then Norwich away. So this isn't a, a Maverick pick just for this week. This is a Maverick pick that, yeah, I think you can sort of put in and forget for a couple of weeks, if I'm being honest, because he's not expensive either. He's he's one I um, I had my eye on because I like, you know, he's a left back as well, which is, yeah, I just <laughs> love all the left backs. So I've, I was watching him for the first couple of games, but you you nailed it there, mate. He just wasn't, was not ready for that, the, the intensity, the physicality, the pressing. Uh, and that's exactly like what, what he got. And he, he was off the pace from from day one when when they subbed him on. He just he thought it honestly. He looked so confident walking in there, and his first touch, like his first two touches, just he, he was under too much pressure, and he wasn't ready for it. I watched him closely because I uh, had wraps on him in in preseason, or I thought he might be a good fantasy asset, um, knowing the way Leeds play as well. Um, they're they're um, they're. Um, left and right backs get get quite high, like Dallas did it last season. So I wanted to see what he offered there, and yeah, I think he's been getting into um, a good groove now. So it, it, it's the right time for him. I think he'll he'll end up having a good season, no doubt. Yeah, he's cheap too, so he's four point eight, and he's he's only, down. yeah, and he's, he's only not point five percent owned, so. Yeah. That was the problem is that you had Luke Ayling who was cheaper and then you had guys like uh, Sufal and um, Tierney who were, who were five mil who were kind of, you know, better value because he just hasn't done anything yet. So, yeah, I'm, I'm personally not going near the Leeds defence at the moment, but if he starts showing something and Leeds start keeping clean sheets, then, then, then yeah, that's, that's kind of a, a, an interesting play. Well, it's definitely a differential. It's a maverick pick, mate, because no it. one's getting on Leeds' defence at the moment. Yeah, but I think that's it. You've got to make a punt somewhere. Like, Leeds have a good fixture, and I'm, I'm a big fixture guy, so um, I don't necessarily look at greens because that doesn't mean it's a good fixture. But if you see three three games in a row that you think that team are going to ha- haul or, or going to get points in, then... Yeah, I, I don't know who does these fixture tickers. I don't agree with them some of the time. No. Like... Uh, yeah, there's it's it's debatable. Like the colours are misleading. Um, I think they just do it based on what the team is. Whereas, like I think you and I look more closely at the form of the teams they're playing. Mm. And yeah, I, I think you've got to use your own intuition at times as well. Don't just use the fixture ticker. Yeah, and if you look at even if like for example, you look at Son, Newcastle yeah. away. I wouldn't have said that's a green, but I mean, it's still a winnable fixture for Tottenham. West Ham away, that's a tough one. But Man United at home, the way that Man United are going, 
it's not dark red. That could be orange. You know, Man United, Maguire and Varane are out. They're both out. Yeah, Who, who's who's going to line up in the centre there? Dalot and that other guy. Yeah, <laughs> if, yeah, they'll they'll concede. Right, mate. I've got a nice differential pick for us in the back line as well. I'm sticking with the theme of defenders and going with Americ Laporte. He's only 3.8% owned, and I've been uh, contemplating bringing him into my own squad. Um, I'm, I, I wildcarded and got double Chelsea defence, but I'm looking at now bringing Laporte in. So I have double City because I brought Cancelo in on a wildcard. So... I want to have that double city defence and Laporte has looked so deadly at the moment. It looks like he's locked up that that left centre-back spot yeah. and um, Stones hasn't had a look in so far this season. Um, my only concern with Laporte, and this goes for most of the Manchester City assets, is that they'll be playing at least one game, sorry, at least two games every week because they'll have the Champions League fixtures uh, and with their poor result in, in the previous game, um, they, they need to start winning games in the Champions League. So I'm just hoping, I'm not sure who, well, no one can can guess who Pep's going to line up with in, in those kind of fixtures or what the rotation will be, but I'm hoping that Stones is Stones gets the run run out in the Champions League games and then Laporte keeps going in the league because they do have to keep winning their league fixtures as well. Mm. So that's the only thing I'm worried about. Um, and I do have the money to put Diaz in there, but Laporte just has more goal threat than Diaz. Uh, uh, I, I checked. Thing. I looked. Up, I looked up Laporte yesterday, and he's got. Uh, he has a shot every forty five minutes, which is such like that's exactly what I want from a central defender Manchester City get a lot of passing um, you know those short passes in the back line so they rack up that bonus point index so yeah Laporte he can he can get bonus he's a goal threat I just think in these next three fixtures where they've got Burnley Brighton and Crystal Palace I really think he's got a double digit haul in him and I, I would hate to miss that if I just went for a boring DS pick Laporte's yeah. Maverick, he's 3.8% owned. That's why I want him. Yeah. No one's got him. What about the whole John Stones factor, though? Because Diaz doesn't seem to get rotated Diaz out. Is, Diaz is locked in, but that, that's the only risk. But at the moment, Laporte's been playing well. They've been keeping clean sheets. So there's it's it's the same thing happened last season when Laporte was out of the team. Stones cemented his positions and Stones kept it for the whole season. Like there was minimal rotation around the, that position. But Laporte, uh, that that he was the incumbent in that um, on that left centre back spot. And you know, he is left footed, and I know Pep Pep would probably prefer that left footed player there in that spot as well. So I think that's Laporte has that spot nailed down. It's and I don't think it's going anywhere because he's playing well, and so are Man City. Yeah, man, I was just looking at um, some of the stats, and you're totally right. I, I was shocked when you said it. I was like, going to call your bullshit and be like, what are you on, big man? Um, but Americ Laporte's X, XG per 90 is 0.20, and Ruben Diaz is down at 0.02. Yeah, Diaz doesn't get doesn't get chances. He's just that safe pick but. That's you know who, that's boring. Who wants that? It's no fun having that kind of pick in your fantasy team. And Laporte's cheaper. And yeah, he said, like he said, his shot per ninety is is two a game. So mm. fair play, mate. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I'll say that. He, like passed, he passed the eye test for me. Um, I saw him, he hit the post, and, and there was another header that he missed that he should have scored the other week. So I was thinking I've got him on my watch list for after the Liverpool game, which is when I wild card, but then fitting in nicely now, I think I'll, um, oh, he might be my transfer in this week. Yeah, very good. I like that. Great pick. Yeah. All right, Benny. So we've wrapped up the Mavs. Let's move into Benny's bargain bucket and Mitch's Mavcap picks for this week. I'm on Benny's bargain bucket and I've come up with the flavor of the month. You've already mentioned him in the podcast today already. And it's He Chan Huang, the, the Wolves uh, left-sided forward. And he has shown some really interesting... Uh, he, he is lightning quick, mate, and his intensity, um, what he brings to Wolves is perfect for what they needed because they were kind of missing that kind of player up top. Um, and, he, and he looks like he can convert his chances based on last game when he knocked in two goals. Everyone's jumping on him in that third yeah. striker spot at the moment. He's rocketed up to 5% ownership from almost zero. I think he got on people's radars because he... And he's, the first game he played against Watford in game week four, he came on late and scored scored a goal. Uh, and he looked pretty good there. And then, you know, they, they've slowly ramped up his minutes. He played um, he played almost played the full 90 against Southampton. And then last week he played the full 90 against Newcastle, bagged two goals, um, struck up a, a partnership where he's working well with Jimenez there. Wolves still have a, a run of red-hot fixtures. So he looks nailed at the moment. And that, that's my, my key point. He's nailed at the moment because Wolves do have players coming back um, and they've got a lot of attacking players who are, you know, the likes of Trinkau, Podence, Traore. Like there's, there is the slight threat of rotation. But at the moment, with his recent performances, he's nailed down that left-sided spot and he looks, he looks good to go for Villa, Leeds, Everton, Palace, West Ham, Norwich, Burnley. Like it's a great run of fixtures still for... For Wolves. Well, his nickname's The Bull, isn't it, in South Korea? <laughs> That's right. So, hey, bully, bully. Let's see if he can uh, keep that consistency up, mate. And now, obviously, with, with Jimenez starting to look, look, look more like himself, it could be a nice little partnership for Wolves. Um, and if you bring Neto back out wide and you play two up top, then maybe that's that's really a bit of a scary attacking force Wolves have. Um, but I'm still not convinced on Wolves, to be quite honest. Um, that was my whole reasoning and behind my gut. Just said, don't bring any Wolves players in. I've already got Marcel, who was a knee-jerk reaction, who's been absolutely woeful for me since I brought him in. Yeah. Um, but I think this guy, the money... He, he's probably one of the ones that you could look at, to be fair, if you're going to bring any Wolves in. He's, like he's decent because he's cheap, but I, I stuck with Jimenez. I, I put Jimenez in my third slot, third striker slot, alongside Antonio and, and Lukaku, and I'm very happy with that. I think Jimenez is playing really well. I love what he does. He's 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 a crucial player for Wolves because he he does drop off. He picks the ball up. He's, he's kind of like a creative number nine, uh, but he's also gets a lot of opportunities. Wolves are still creating a lot of opportunities and Jimenez is on penalties. So if you have the money, Jimenez is still the the, the plan A option, but Huang is like a, a sneaky alternative. Because if you 
if you want to have a Son or if you're trying to build up to a KDB in your team, you can't have a Jimenez up there. You have to have, you know, Wang's perfect because he's 5'5 five, five, or 5'6 five, now. He's gone up 0.1, but you have to sacrifice somewhere and he's like saving you two mil on a Jimenez. And, and for now, he looks like he, he could match him for value. Yeah, I agree. I was just quickly looking at um, his stats and they're pretty good. Like his shot per 90. But he's only played two full 90 minutes. That's why it can be a bit misleading. That's why you've got to rely on the eye test. Yeah, it's fair. He's skewed. But he's shot per 90 anyway at 246 minutes, three goals, mm. 1.83. Key pass is 0.37. And then his XG per 90 is up at 0.64. So, yeah, yeah that's why they're a little bit high, but... You can take that with a with a pinch of salt. It's because the last game that it's they've had Southampton and Newcastle in the last two, and they both created. They both those games had a lot of chances at both ends of the pitch, so they were open games. When's when's the XG monster that that does nothing? Traore going to turn it around? Poor kid. <laughs> never, <laughs> never. Great player, but he's not a goal scorer. Simple as that. Yeah, God, I feel sorry for him. All the oh, I love him because he has those, you know, that 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 game where he scored, um, was it two seasons ago when he scored two against and destroyed Man City? That was phenomenal. Mm. Benny, you're on Mitch's Mavcap this week. You got someone lined up? Yeah. And, and this guy, like, <laughs> I think I'd be crazy not to captain Salah this week, but I am crazy, so I might. I'm still... I'm still trying. You're definitely an unconventional FPL player. Yeah. I feel like if you could go for someone this week, a Man City defender who should get a clean sheet, who should be playing and bombing down the wing and getting assists, is uh, João Cancelo. Like, honestly, could you see, could you not see him? Like, would this be out of this world for him to keep a clean sheet? get an assist and score genuinely in one game? I, he definitely has that in his locker, but I just don't think he's that type of... He's not that full finished product yet. He's not, he's not a Trent Alexander-Arnold. I think Trent Alexander-Arnold is a, is, a, is a league above and can produce that. I think Cancelo is more your assist guy. Um, Cancelo takes more pot shots, but it's not like he's a deadly free kick merchant like Trent. Um, I think you're more likely to get the clean sheet assist and bonus. Um, but at well, some point, Cancelo so will get Well, it's your double digit haul. It might be a 12. So it's not going to be better. Um, if, if, if you need to get that bonus in there um, because the three bonus with an assist and, and uh, clean sheet will give you 12 points. And he's done that. Uh, he's done that twice already this season, mate. Cancelo. Yeah. So this is it. So it's just that that he hasn't scored it. Well, that yeah, he hasn't got a goal. Or he, did he get a goal early on in the season? No, he got a deflected. No, no, he hasn't got a goal yet. He's got the two assists. This is the thing. Like I think, with the international break, players are tired. They've just come back. Cancelo hasn't had to travel far. He's at home. But will he, at some point, he's due a rest. He's played all the fixtures so far. And I'm, I did mention they've got a lot of 
fixture congestion coming up. That's my only concern is just make sure you've got your vice captain on Salah. If, you, if you're doing it. I'll be fuming. I will be fuming if I captained him and then well, he start. Well, it, it's, it's fine because it's, it's unlikely that he'll come on for a cameo. He'll, he'll just stay off and you'll get your vice captain. Cancelo's not the guy that Pep brings on for 20 minutes at the end of the game. No. Unless there was a, um, you know, like an injury crisis. But even then, I reckon he'd bring someone like a... Because uh, I don't know if Zinchenko's back yet. Anyway, um, other point on that was... No, it's left me now, mate. Sorry. That's okay. Um, do you think there's any other contenders for Mavcap this week that... Anyone other than Salah? Yeah, Benny, I don't think like the, the obvious choice is is Salah because the man's in the form of his life. But some people might also have a sneaky look at, at Son based on his form. Um, but I'm a little bit wary of that fixture because Newcastle, um, I don't I, I think they're gonna have a big response at home. So that's why I think that fixture will be a bit tougher for for Son and Kane, but Sonny has looked Good as he always has, his conversion rate on shots is insane. Him and Vardy are just that you know. You give him. I, th- I think I heard a stat yesterday. The Vardy's had four shots and he scored four goals, something like that. Unbelievable. Absolutely, like he's just the most clinical striker um, that the Premier League has seen for quite quite a number of years because he does that every season. Yeah, he's the man. He's actually scored six goals, but it's in in a. Um, it, it was only six to eight shots that the blokes had. I think it was eight shots and he's got six goals. It's, it's unbelievable. Hey, mate, I did remember that final point I wanted to raise on the Man City game is that um, news came out this morning that Ben Mee has COVID, so he's out. Mm. And there's a big doubt on Charlie Taylor. So the whole left side of that defence of Burnley looks like it won't be there. So that's another big shout for a, you know, a KDB um, or your mate Cancelo as a Mavcap, like there's there's huge opportunity for City guys to go off in that fixture. But then again, Burnley might absolutely park the bus. It might not be the typical 5-0 win. Maybe it's only a 2-0 win for, for City, but they'll definitely... I, I can't see how um, Burnley can right. can do anything but cop a heavy defeat in that fixture. Mm. And mate, so um, FBL point breaks out catching robbers so we're going to skip the whole wild card this week i think aren't we fbl point break is is working hard he's on night shift this week so he wasn't able to to get on the pod this week so we'll bring him back for next week uh he's had he's he's got his own crises faced in his team um that he's working through this week the number of flags that guy has is in his squad is unbelievable uh, I think he had seven flags in his squad from memory, and he he went early. He's been going early on transfers in in his own squad, and he went early and brought in Phil Foden before um, uh, before price rise on on him. And now he's faced with Torres, who's apparently out with a fractured foot for four weeks. So anyone with Ferran Torres in your team, get him out. He's he's he'll be out for four to six weeks with a foot fracture. So. Sounds like the United Nations, that team. Yeah. But, mate, that actually brings us into a unique position because the number nine um, will, will – and Gabriel Jesus is out as well. So so that right wing spot's open. I, 
you know, he might go back to Mares, <laughs> who hasn't mm-hmm. played for, for most of the season. He loves Burnley, um, Mares. Yeah, so he could come in there and who knows, um, I, I presume they'll start Foden in the number nine, the false nine. But I preferred it when Foden was playing on the left. He was so dangerous there, but um, Jackie Grayley should go back in there, assuming, assuming so. Cool. Should be, I can't wait for this weekend of fixtures. Yeah, mate. Well, watching football again. Excited to uh, have a schooner in a pub and watch the the first early game. Yeah, let's do it, mate. Awesome. Cool. All right, mate. Catch you next Good week. Chat. Good luck. See you, Benny. See you, mate.